0: Hey everybody, Chase Nobles here, co-founder of kush.com. I've got Jose Ortiz and Derek Ann from EcoCorp. How are you guys?
1: Good, how are you doing? Doing well, thank you for having
0: us. Doing well, doing well. So it sounds like your business is based out of Nevada and California. California can be kind of a pain in the butt regarding regulations. And then Nevada seems to be the other end of the spectrum. Very business friendly, fairly low regulatory hurdles. Uh, Y'all are, you know, one of the big things about EcoCorp is y'all promote that y'all are vertically integrated. What does that mean to you all to be Correct. vertically integrated? Because the definition wavers from company to company, and I'd love to hear exactly <laughs> what y'all are up to over there.
2: Sure. Um, so you know, we've been in business for about six years now. Uh, my family has land in California that uh, we we grow. So we have uh, farmed several hundred acres over the last few years. Um, and we have uh, indoor and also hoop houses as well. Um, So we farm, and then once we take it from the farm, we turn it into crude oil at our facility in North Vegas. And then from there, we ship it back to California where we have a bottling and finished product facility. So we will formulate custom products and then uh, make finished products. And then it also, we do a full service fulfillment for customers as well out, out of that location.
0: So if 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 somebody's looking for a, a custom branded product that they want to sell either direct to consumer and or retail, they can contact EcoCorp. And everything you all do, you control the process a hundred percent from the farming yeah, all, all, all the, the way, way to the packaging and distribution. And
1: we actually now also control the genetics and the seed program as well. So in our hoop houses now, we're able to control our own seed um, that we're going to use uh, for that year's grill as well.
2: Yep. Um, so right now, uh, we're probably white labeling for about 20 companies. And so there's 20 brands that use our products and our formulations. Um, and then we also you know, have a few in-house brands that we use to showcase what we can do with our products. And um, we're building out a fulfillment center uh, so we can do full third-party logistics. And so we have a customer that um, doesn't want to touch or see the product ever. They don't need to. And so we, um, we grow everything for them. We make all the products for them. It comes into our warehouse and we're actually shipping directly to their customers as well. So that's something we're beginning to take on this year.
0: So it sounds like y'all can be a full one-stop shop for drop shipping and everything. That's amazing. Now there, are, there have to be some yeah. downsides to this business model. Otherwise everybody would do it. And the downsides are the complexities the investment, the scale,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the, the, the sheer volume of risk from every phase of the business. Why did you all decide to go vertically integrated first off? And then how have you managed those risks? Sorry to just come at you with this question, but that's that is that is kind of a scary <laughs> yeah, thing. Y'all got your hands full. Great. You
2: want me to take this one? Uh, yeah, you can. You can do a few. Uh, well, let me let me start off with. Um, you know, originally uh, we started off. Um, you know, right at the beginning of you know legalization of CBD, um, we had a brand, and um, you know with this brand, uh, you know we we had um, supply chain issues. Um, So we were buying CBD from different suppliers. Um, None of the suppliers had consistent product. Um, You know, we have to do full panel testing, which is like $400 every full panel test. Um, And also, you know, prices varied. And so it was just hard to run a business when supply just was not like a constant and consistent product mm-hmm. um so you know we decided hey you know we should take on the farming part of it and um we we began to do that uh farming definitely has been the biggest char- challenge and different from anything that we've ever done before um and um you know it, with farming i mean it's it's Really, in God's hands, <laughs> you know. Uh, if the crops, if the crop's good or bad, there's there's a lot that's left up to the weather, um, and there's there's a lot of variability there. But um, in the processing stage, um, we're able to like remediate and fix a lot of the issues as well. Um, so we can f- streamline and fix all the products that way too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When it comes to the farming, especially for a new company that was
1: starting out, we really had to test out a lot of different genetics. Obviously we are growing in Nevada where it's very hot. Um, so we really had to pinpoint what genetics work well for us in our type of soil and in the type of heat, especially when we're transplanting. It's got to be
0: really easy um, I, to go hot with that kind of weather conditions too, right? Because, you know, it's, it's, Long days of a lot of sun, things mature a little bit faster, I would assume, than maybe, you know, where we're at up in Washington. It's
1: actually actually a little bit interesting for us because in the area that we are, we're actually one of the last farms to harvest at the end. We're not finishing our harvest until late November. And it's because the, the photo period really changes a little bit later within the year in our area. But we, I mean, we always harvest a little bit earlier. And because it's so very hot, we're able to dry on site as well. So that gives us a little bit of an easier harvest side for that end.
2: Yeah, we're we're lucky in the area we're in. Um, you know, there's there's pretty much there's no contaminants at all. Um, so all of our soil has been clean. It's all you know traditionally agricultural land, but it's all been farmed cleanly. And um, we have uh, we have sixty thousand square feet of hoop houses that we breed our genetics in. And so you know, controlling our genetics and controlling our seed um, definitely helps us. You know, com- completely create a consistent product there.
1: Also, because we are doing everything for our own extraction, for our own products, you know, we can take a little bit of the liberty of of harvesting a little bit earlier because it's all going to go into extraction instead of wanting that 12% smokable flower that's still under 0.3. So that also gives us a little bit of a buffer.
0: Right. Now there's, there's also the, the investment in all of that, you know, 60,000 square feet of hoop houses is no joke. That's a, that's a lot of hoop house. Um, and to be able to grow and, and, you know, in that kind of scale and then have the facility to extract all of that material. I mean, you all have taken on a big undertaking, and uh, it's, it's exciting <laughs> to yeah. see something like that. How'd y'all get started? Well, you know, it sounds like y'all had a brand, but what was the, the iterations it took to get to where you are now, and, and how has the market kind of fueled that? Oh, that's a good question.
1: Yeah. That's- I mean, we're, we're very lucky that we're still family-owned, um, so most of the investment came from one family that is really dedicated to make to making a big impact in the CBD industry, um, not only for health reasons, but, you know, for, because that's something that they're very passionate about um, and really starting every process one by one, right? Not going full farm, full extraction, full hoop house, full everything all at once, but kind of going one by one. And, you know, trying to get the most bang for our bucket every step of the way. right? Yeah, I mean, I that's mean, big reward, so right? really, really the big reward, right? Is the margin,
0: the margin is going to be a lot higher having all of that process in one, un, you know, under one roof, yeah. under one company.
1: Right. And I think we're still yet uh, to see a lot of that because the market has gone down a little bit on the raw material side through, through COVID um, and through last year. However, now that we control every step of the way, as the market stabilizes and prices go up, our prices will stay the same.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it it helps us stay. At the end of the day, um, you know, we're building a business that we believe helps people. And, you know, we want it to be accessible to as many people as possible through vertical integration and having all these services in one stop. um, You know, we think that we can be the most competitive and get product it, the best quality product to the most people at the best price, best price. you know and, and wow. in a good timeline too um, but when we um, you know when, when we you know we farm for you know this the six months out of the year and then you know uh, for the outdoor and then you know for the rest of the six months I mean pretty much everybody goes over and is doing extraction the rest of the year to to finish out that product so it, it, you know it's a full circle of a year that it takes us to uh, right to go from seed all the way to To finish product and sale.
0: So when a customer approaches you and says, "Hey, I want to do this," isn't it? You know, I want to I want to launch with this product line. What are the steps that you take uh, take them through to be able to get that product into market?
1: Absolutely. Well, we, you know, through our vertical integration and our experience launching our own brands as well. I mean, we can carry everything from graphic design, packaging design, not just formulation. So it really is about sitting down with a new with a new client, understanding what their needs are, what their hopes are, what do, what are they really looking for at the end? And then that way we can formulate a plan of everything that they're going to need based on our experience of our launches. Um, so at that point we would say, do you need actual branding? We have in-house branding, graphic design artists that have been doing this for a very long time. Do you need packaging? We can also work with that. We worked with so many large CBD companies on our white label side that you know we have a very experienced Um, branding managers as well as formulation managers. Our formulation manager Danny was the youngest sommelier in in Orange County. His palate is bar none the best. (laughs) So it's really about sitting down and getting to know our customers needs from beginning to end to make the right plan. Not just it's not a cookie cutter. Everyone gets the same tincture flavor. It's what are you looking for? What potency are you looking for? Do you want broad spec? Do you want isolate? Do you want water soluble? We can kind of formulate it all.
2: And, and yeah, I think right now, you know, as, as the CBD market matures, um, you know, and, and cannabinoids become like more and more cannabinoids come to light. One of the big things that we're seeing is really a transition from just CBD to all these other cannabinoids and effects based products. We, we're really honing in, you know, what each cannabinoid does, what benefits it provides and how to use it in formulation, uh, effectively for the, the you know, as a product and, and out for what the consumer wants, as well as if, you know, as a, as a brand owner, what, what you were gearing it towards. So who is your target demographic and, you know, what is your target, um, effect
0: essentially. So does, does Kush want to make a brand? <laughs> well, that's a great question, Derek. Uh, you know, we could, we've actually talked about it a lot and we've approached different people and considered it. Um, and it's something that we, we would like to do, but, it might not be the Cush brand. It might be working with companies like yours to be able to, you know, help smaller brands or people that want to start a brand get up and going faster. Everything from the sell through all the way to the production, and um, you know, we wouldn't be able to do that without partners and reach. Uh, we've got the reach. It's about the partners. So meeting people like you all is a great opportunity to kind of have that conversation. So we should continue that. Um, sure, but, absolutely. So let's, I,
2: let's I, do the spins, okay? Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would absolutely love to have that conversation and introduce you to the team. But that being said, you know, with all the products and and the brands that you work with, there has to be a limit to the different type product types that you all offer. Um, One, because you can't do everything all at once. What types of products do you currently have going into the market? And where do you see that production extending over the next year? So,
2: so currently um, we're doing topicals in the form of like lotions and creams um, we've got soft gels, um, and you know, tinctures, topicals, um, smokable flour, pre-rolls, CBD vape, vape, uh, vape juices. Um, right now, um, our biggest endeavor is a gummy machine. Um, so, uh, we got a gummy machine that was supposed to arrive last year and we just got it. COVID. And, um, because of COVID it was, you know, super delayed and, you know, we, we get it to our building and, our building power uh, is less than it was advertised. And, um, you know, I mean, we basically have to revamp uh, the entire building's electrical in order to get our machine running. So we're working with the power company uh, in our neighborhood to, to upgrade our power so that we can start this gummy machine up. But uh, I mean, you know, that that's one of the big things about, you know, setting up all these businesses is really the timelines for things, you know, um, farming. Well it was supposed to take a amount of time and it's like triple that. Extraction was a year and a half, almost two years behind. Or gun machines about You know, Derek, it
0: sounds it sounds like you're in the hemp industry. (laughs) because I think everybody's (laughs) dealt with that. If it's not the building power, it's the local regulations and the packaging changes. If it's not the you know, if it's not getting your the right genetics on time, it's the fire marshal. And so it's just anybody anybody out there because we have a lot of people that listen to this thinking about joining the industry anybody out there go ahead and multiply your timelines by three on production
2: yeah because it's going to
0: take it's if it's not you know if it's not you know delays on equipment it's gonna be uh bank shuts you down right like it's it's always something (laughs) it seems like in this space and so i i i think everybody's dealt with their handful of those issues so just psa multiply it by three and you're probably more accurate than what you think you can do it in. Um, Would you, would you all agree with that? That's, I guess that's a good question. Would you all agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I definitely agree with that.
1: Three is a pretty good number. And even, even if you get up and running as well, once you're running, you know, it's such a new industry that you start learning so much that for example, for our extraction machine, we've probably modified the process in the machine itself like four or five times. So now we've rerouted a lot of the, a lot of the systems and have upgraded or changed them. So it's been a continuous learning, learning curve for sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's always improvement um, to be made. Um, You know, we're always figuring out, Oh, this can be done a little bit better. This can be done a little bit better. And so, you know, it's a monthly thing just basically (laughs) rebuilding all of our equipment and reconfiguring things so that things can move faster and better.
0: No one knows. The more, the the more, you know, more work you create for yourself. It seems like, all right, that being said, let's jump, let's jump into a hot topic. Something that a lot of people have a lot of questions on: um, minor cannabinoids, and what's going to happen there? Because you know, as you mentioned, Derek, the prices change drastically on the raw material side. Fortunately, with the vertical mm-hmm. integration, y'all aren't y'all aren't eating that nearly as much because the profit margin has to be higher for that model to make sense. But right. minor cannabinoids is a, is a sector of the market that a lot of people are investing a lot of time and money into making work. Uh, with shifting regulations, how do you all look at that market, um, whether it be CBG, CBN, you know, Delta-8, all of these different cannabinoids, wh- what's the plan there? And how do you see the market picking that up, especially the consumer side of the business?
1: Well, I mean, really the hot topic here is Delta-8, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what a lot of people are really asking about. We know there's certain states that ha- have already started to ban Delta-8. However, we already you know, have ways and we, we can make Delta 10 and Delta 11 as well. So I don't, you know, I think it's going to be a little bit of a thing that state, states are going to be behind to regulating them. So it's really going to be, you know, which states will allow not only the production, but the sale of certain of deltas, right? I think out of the whole industry, the delta side is the most controversial. CBG, where you can run a genetic that that is all CBG on it, and that's full hemp, right? So that that you can extract. Right, yeah, I out. would
0: guess CBG is the least regulated, right? Because of the, if you're harvesting right. CBG, there's not going to be much, if any, THC in it because it's so high up in the, the deviations of, of the cannabinoids.
1: Right. And then even things, even some minor cannabinoids like CBN, which is the other most popular, is a lot of people don't realize if you store your biomass properly, you will have, you will convert a lot of the CBD into CBN you have to store your bi- biomass for a year or longer, right? So there's obviously ways that we can, that CBG and CBN are gonna be fine within the industry, I believe, especially because, you know, they're naturally occurring within the plant and they're easy to extract. I think it's mostly the Delta A 10,
2: 11, probably we'll figure out a way to make 12. <laughs> That's good. That's a little bit of the hot topic. What do you think? Um, you know, regulation is always a moving target. And, you know, all we, I think all we can really hope for is that the, you know, I, I think the healing properties are the most important thing to focus on. Um, as we, you know, there's, there's more and more studies every day that, you know, hemp and cannabinoids and, uh, are, are helping people. And I think I think the cat's out of the bag, you know, in, in general. Um, that You know, there's a medicinal THC market. And, uh, you know, with the legalization of hemp, I don't, think they, I don't think there's really anything that can can take it back. So it's just really, I think, you know, how regulated is the hemp market compared to the THC market and which, which is gonna be regulated under uh, like marijuana law versus which is gonna be regulated under hemp law and will at some point these two converge.
0: Right. Now with your production, you know, divided into two different states. What has it been like working with the, you know, the Nevada Department of Agriculture and the 15 regulatory agencies that you probably have to talk to in California? What has that been like comparing the two states and operating in both of them? Uh, we actually have a
1: really good relationship with, with the state of California. Um, they, you know, the Department of Agriculture really likes us. We've been working with them for a very long time now. Um, um, we're not
2: going to name any names, but, when, any when, names, but... when we started farming, we we're, you know, one of the earliest to farm in California, when they actually came out uh, to test us, um, they actually asked us how to regulate ourselves. Yep. <laughs> and so they actually asked us, well, you know, can you help us give us guidelines on how we should be testing you? And so we probably have influenced how some of the testing regulations have been done um, for, for good or for bad, but, would you, would you, but you,
1: know, it yeah. was still obviously following the, the bill, you know, yeah. so we're doing it as it should have been done, but they, you know, unfortunately the department of just didn't have a good idea on how to do this testing. Obviously it was all really thrown on them last minute. So they, they, we, we've even consulted with them on what type of genetics, where are they coming from? What should be a genetic? that California says that it's an approved genetic. What licensing does the seat, company need to have for it to be an approved cultivar so you know we've worked really close with them this this entire time and we actually farm all in california and then we extract everything in nevada
0: gotcha is there a reason for that
1: uh the the simple reason is we we own the land (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. um it it was it was a like legacy um legacy land legacy farmland Um, that we uh, were able to convert
1: to hemp production. However, that Legacy Farmland is in the state of California, but it's only about an hour away from Las Vegas. So it only made sense for us to be based out of Las Vegas and drive out there for one hour. Yeah.
0: Right. Awesome. Now that sounds amazing. And finally, uh, t- you know, before we wrap this up, wh- where do you all plan to go in the next year? You know, you you kind of you can you can build the brand out of the box for anybody listening. If you want you know want to launch a hip product quick and easy, it sounds like eco uh, EcoCorp is a good place to start. But where do you see yourselves in the next year? Uh, that way, twelve months from now, we can check in and see how you guys are doing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that.
2: So um, I. I- the the biggest thing for us right now, um, you know, is is really the three PL. Um, we've had the most requests for full third party fulfillment services. So we have all the product. We make everything all in house, and just just drop shipping. Uh, everybody is really really pushing us towards that. And so you know we're we're you know we're met with the challenge to create you know different you know, uh, unique products for different companies and then basically help them sell it all. Right. you know, and help them d- do all the warehousing and fulfillment for all of that. And so th- the logistics part is probably the biggest thing for us this year, um, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I think a, lo- a lot of it is also going to be R&D, you yeah. know,
1: really, really honing down on some of the minor cannabinoids that are coming out, understanding them a little bit better and hopefully be able to produce new new products that that can help even more people as well.
0: Right on. Well, that sounds like a beautiful mission. I'm excited for you all. Congratulations on everything that you've been able to accomplish uh, since you started and I look forward to checking in and see how you guys are doing. It's a pleasure to have you as as part of the Cush.com network and I can't wait to see what y'all are able to do.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you.
0: Of course. We'll talk soon.